Would the White House have revealed today's search if pool cameras hadn't caught the investigators arriving on scene? Again, this is a, a question for the White House Counsel's Office. I would refer you to them. Green, what is the current number of documents bearing classified markings that have been found in the President's residences and offices? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Okay. But I'm wondering how the White House can claim that they are being transparent when the FBI search of the Penn Center, Penn Biden Center, that happened months ago, was not proactively disclosed to the public? And what should the public take away from the fact that you are keeping information like this from the public? Look, I'm going to be uh, very prudent from here. I'm going to be very consistent from here. Uh, I'm just not going to comment. Democrats were shuddering privately just right. a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be. Republicans were predicting a red wave. But they may end up with the same slim majority Democrats have had for the last two years. We are going to take the House back. But we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve... Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety program where we are prudently into a big Thursday episode. I'm happy to be back, fellas. You did an admirable job. I got, I mean, great work on Thank Tuesday. you, thank you. Yes. It, honestly, it's good to have you back, pal. That's it is. Nice. We, we, we missed our friend, just like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I just missed my friend. Just, I just, <laughs> just like <laughs> Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, it's, it's there's something nice. You mentioned it a couple weeks ago when you were out of town. Yeah. There's something nice about downloading the Ruthless Variety program. Like getting on a plane. And immediately being in the room with your friends. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like you weren't here, but you're still here in spirit. Yeah, and I could hear all of it. Yeah. Which I loved. Uh, I have some thoughts. Okay. You guys talked about gerbils. We did. Uh, there was a, a study that was funded, evidently, by the federal government that you guys covered that uh, funded gerbil fighting. Yeah. Right? And you had uh, takes on this, which yeah. I, I appreciated immensely. Let me just say, like my own take, I just I feel like I needed to add it. There's never been a better use of taxpayer money, yes, than the fighting of gerbils. Well, and that was Ashbrook's point. I think was like you could pay per view this thing. Yeah, like who needs UFC it's, when you could do this? It's like tarp. It pays back That's three times you're, whatever you invest. You're it'd be turn the profit on this. It'd be the tarp program. <laughs> I would pay for it. <laughs> I mean, and, and the other thing is, I don't know if you guys have this. Maybe this is like dudes of a certain age, but like pre-internet, I actually think that like viral conspiracies about celebrities were way worse than internet. Sure. Well, yeah. It was like a, the, the when you're in the checkout line at the grocery store, that was like the National Enquirer and all of it was are, like... Are you, so I you're don't going know, to the Richard Gere thing. Yeah. So I don't know where it started, but like huh. every time I hear the, the word gerbil... Yeah. I think of Richard Gere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like I I I'm I don't know. I mean if you're like, if you're over the age if you're over <laughs> if, if you're over the age Wait, is this like the South Park thing? Yeah. Oh my god. What do you mean the South Park thing? This was This was a real thing. When I was growing up, there was like I remember being way too young to think about things like this and like you were in classrooms where they had gerbils. And like everybody would make jokes about oh. gerbils because of Richard Gere. My God. And like I didn't really understand what it was that was Richard Gere was supposed to do with these gerbils. I found out though. Shout yeah. out shout out to all the parents listening to this program in the car with their kids and their kids gonna be like, So what did Richard Gere do with gerbils? Yeah. But but to your point Well, do you want us to explain? Because no, the kids need to not. learn. But, but 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 to your point and to the idea of pay per view hamster fighting. Sure. 
That's celebrity ham- referee. That's hamster fighting and it's worse. Celebrity referee Richard Gere oh my God. would sell so much pay-per-view. <laughs> we it, it might erase the national debt. But like, let's think about this for a second, just out of, outside of the context of the specific allegation, which I, I stress allegation because yeah. like there's never been any proof about this. But I lived for 15 years as almost any young male did with Richard Gere being a big movie star and his name being synonymous with the gerbil. Yeah. And and Go- like Google it or don't Google it. Google it, don't Google it, whatever I'd, you do. I'd suggest don't Google it. Well, no, no, no. Definitely Google it. And teach your kids because it's important that they, <laughs> it's important that they understand the perils. <laughs> I'm told it was like you know, like a toilet paper roll or a, something like that involved. But anyway, <laughs> allegedly. But like allegedly. But, but but the important part of this is there was no way at that point for Richard Gere to fight back. Right. Like people actually talk about the internet as being the place of misinformation. Actually, before the internet, it was much worse. Much worse. Much much worse. We right. don't have a long view on any of this stuff, which is why when people talk talk about like regulating speech on the internet or misinformation, I just kind of laugh. Yeah. Right? Because I kind of came up in that era like you where it was like we were sort of the first pioneers of the internet and we lived in a world before it. Yeah. Right? So like we actually have a a pretty good view of the world as it existed prior. And it wasn't like it was better. No, it was it was actually like as far as misinformation goes. There was no way to correct the record because no. there was no way to put eyeballs on the rumor mongering. Right. Right? Like where is Jamie Lee Curtis's PR yeah. outfit yeah. trying to dismiss her allegations? There were allegations. Like the, they were made. Like the the hemophrodite thing. Yeah. Right? Which was I mean, that looks I did a lot of growing up. I didn't up. know I did, like any of these allegations. What, are you serious? <laughs> like I just remember like, you know, again, you're in the grocery store in the National Geographic. I remember the like Bat Child. You guys remember Bat Child? Like Yeah, 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 like, of course. I mean I remember that stuff. I sure. never heard about this. Oh, you never heard about Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> no. Hemaphrodite? No. Oh yeah, no, that was like the big rumor. But the problem is is like I mean, look, I think having seen her in a lot of movies, I think that the allegation is probably hundred percent false. False. But there's no way for her to combat that in a pre-internet era because you couldn't put eyeballs on what you were doing by word of mouth and somehow that started like whoever whoever the PR reps were they were trying to destroy Richard Gere and, and Jamie Lee Curtis in that era like wow wizards wizards right poor Richard Gere I know the man has the softest eyes he looks <laughs> oh, he, look, he looks so kind Jesus buddy really yeah he looks like a nice guy. I mean, you realize the whole thing to Pretty Woman is him hiring a hooker. I know. Soft eyes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what was your take on the whale segment? Well, I, look, I'm, your, your whale, it is a renewable resource. Thank you. It's not. Thank you. That's Thank not you. how renewables work. It Listen, is a renewable Michael, it's resource. nature. A mom whale and a dad whale get together. They love each other very much. <laughs> and they have a baby whale. And that is renewing life. Yep. So do you think and, the, and lamp oil for all exactly? But so and food, it's, but like I said, it's an inflation buster. Okay, like, so but it, that would be so cheap. A blue whale could feed so many people at rock bottom price, and, it, and, and heat homes, and heat homes. Like, but it's a is win-win. a cow is a cow a renewable resource? Yeah, sure. In is. your opinion, oh, hundred yes. percent. Yeah, yep. that's no question definitely is. Michael is Michael's against cows because he doesn't like flatulence. Wait a minute, <laughs> are you like in a Greenpeace stance? What no. Are you, what are you saying? Like animals and and plants and things like that are not a renewable resource. No, it's not renewable in the sense that the energy that's 
that's consumed to create is then. Bro, this sounds like science, and I already don't believe it. Wait, Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, life finds a way. It has. (laughs) They have to eat. They have to eat the grass to create the baby. To have the baby, that we kill the baby. It's not renewable. If the whale needs to light my fire to grill my steak. Both the cow and the whale. Dude, that's the most renewed. renewable thing is you use the whale oil to cook the whale. Right. It's like God's But making myth. more it doesn't make it renewable. That's <laughs> not, not what renewable means. <laughs> it is. It is. Let's say let's say the whales have six calves. You use five of them for people. And then the one calf finds a second calf. It falls I in love. Falls I in love. Trying, falls in love. I am too drunk. Has it has a has a, a very consensual relationship yes with another cow yeah uh six calves of it of their own they they fall madly in love over a period of time and they have some calves and that's renewable uh energy cannot be created or destroyed it's only transferred Dude, this is more like i cannot i cannot explain to you doing? i am too drunk to explain it to you Why? right now Why? but i can tell you the it show, is not renewable it is dude <laughs> the show just started you kill a whale it feeds so many people it gives so much oil yeah. all right and then you go to the ocean and there's another whale i mean like it's very simple very renewable it's not renewable there's, another one renewable. There. there's always another whale there's <laughs> whale and that's how you pronounce it, by the way. Just in case, the one critique I Hard had about H. yeah, the, the one critique yeah. I had about the episode is you guys were kept saying whale as if it's W A L E. The H is it's off. actually whale. Right. The okay. H is often overlooked. Yeah, it's a whale. Um, well, I mean, it absolutely makes sense. Our first five star here. Well, no, no, no I don't want to get seen in. this. No, no, I'm not getting into that yet. I'm not getting into that. I got another point. Okay, I'm still, oh, I'm still reviewing, oh, oh, still boy. doing the full ombudsman. Yeah. Report. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, Tom Smakowski. Oh, we didn't mention it. No, you didn't talk. You didn't talk about it at all. We dropped the bomb on the minions. Yeah. After Thursday's episode of last week, that we had fired a valued employee here of the Ruthless Variety. Program. Yeah, we we fired the editor, Tommy Smakowski. Yeah. Who uh, wasn't up to snuff? No. He he wasn't doing the job. He was a people person. Yeah. He wasn't a good editor. He wanted to be on air. Yeah. Is what he wanted. He basically thought that he could be comfortably smug. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what my takeaway was. What are you, smug? Well, I will say, I mean, we've already said on the Twitter account that we are actively looking for a technical editor. If he just can, blows right past Tommy Smikowski and remember, just gets right into the... I don't even remember Tom. <laughs> He's gone. Never made eye contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Tommy... You look me in the eye one more time, you're gone. And that's what happened. And so he fucked up our episode, and there he goes. But I, I, like I was saying, and this is very important, we are looking to hire full-time editor. If you know how to uh, edit audio, if you know how to edit video, please be in touch. Send a resume to hello at ruthlesspodcast.com. We're in the process of reviewing them right now. Yeah, I will say we've already gotten some really good resumes. And this is actually not a joke. That yeah. piece is not a joke. We are going to be hiring, and we're probably going to be hiring more than one. We've gotten over fifty resumes already. Okay. Our 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 focus here is somebody who can actually be here. Yeah. So if you are in, yeah, we're not. We're, the telework thing is that doesn't. Work we're not for doing us. that. If you're going to wear a fucking mask, if you're going to be on Zoom, <laughs> don't even apply. We want you here because we want you to be part of the family. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because you either get it or you, you don't. Right. Like, right? that's what's important to us is sitting in the same room and hashing shit out and making a great show. Yeah. And so you got to be here to do that. Which is, I mean, look, 
uh, we bust each other's balls. Yeah. We have a good time. We give you some news. But you got to be part of the flow in order to get us. And so that's important. Yeah. It's important. Okay. Now, Smug. Five stars. We can go to five stars. I love you jumping the gun on this. Let's go to the voice. Okay. This is from Crystal3306. Um, and it's titled Deviant Animal Media Empire. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Crystal3306 writes, can't get enough animal content. (laughs) What I'm suggesting is like 10 to 15 minutes of politics and then the rest devoted to either games or animal stories. Yeah. Yes. Crystal's Mm -hmm. onto something here. Yeah. If not an entire spinoff show with just animal content. (laughs) And then another of Smug being flagrantly racist towards multiple groups (laughs) based solely on cuisine. (laughs) The Italians are not a group. Oh, my God. Oh, this is Jude? unbelievable. Jeez. We're going to get another letter. We're going to get so many letters. I can't this believe this. This is not good. Do the Italians Mug. have an anti-defamation league? How have they not come, well, they, come at us? They definitely I think, I think do. Italians just get a public defender. That's all they get, right? Oh, <laughs> my God. I mean, look, Smug is actually going to get whacked. Mamma mia. Yeah, that's, that's what they do, you know? Gabagool. We're going to keep an eye on Smug as he goes home tonight from the studio. <laughs> Carbon. Car but Crystal3306 goes on to say, fellas, think about it. So many bangers. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you. Thank that's you, just great. I mean, that's exactly what we like, We aim to provide. I think you're going to get that in this episode. Uh, Smug, what do you got? This is from RCNOC. The title is It's Escalating. Hey, fellas, been listening for a few months and love the pod especially since I've been warning, uh, warning people of the coming animal uprising started by the monkeys for years. There you go. The yeah. elephants have clearly been in their camp for years, but if they have recruited the pigs and dogs, this is a clear escalation. Mm-hmm. I do think you missed the most important part of the most recent story, though, on Thursday. The report said the victim was found in the passenger seat, which means not only did the dog murder him, <laughs> but it was driving at the time. Yeah. We're screwed. Stay vigilant. That's a great point. <laughs> wow, what yeah. a great post. Yeah. You can't get anything past our listeners. Right, right. Vince Foster wasn't left-handed. Yeah. And the monkey. <laughs> and the <Bingo>. monkey. <laughs> That's it. That's it. A hundred percent. See, like a clear through line here from Jeff Epstein, Vince Foster, and now the dogs. Yes. Yeah, and I got it. I think that's true. I got it. Okay, uh, Duncan, uh, you got the next one. Wisconsin Lady Loves You. That's, That's the name there. Love it is the subject line. Heard you on Megyn Kelly. You guys are so fun to listen to. I'm now a ruthless listener. Well, that's very nice. We love to see nice. it. I will say uh, the reason I missed on Tuesday was because I was traveling for business and I was in Southern California. Yeah. And I met randomly several ruthless listeners who wanted to like hang out and take pictures and, and do whatever. Uh, it is so rewarding to know that all of the minions are out there and active. It's the best. And like, I mean, God, it just like sort of floats your boat, right? Because you're grinding away, you're working away, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you've got people who are like, man, we really appreciate it. Your voice is so familiar. Yeah. That's the thing I love. Yeah. You know, I'll be at an event. Where do I know you? Yeah. And 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 it's 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 really cool. Ah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And and to be honest with you, like the engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm 
is and smug you've had this basically yeah. everywhere you go i mentioned that and nobody even knows what you look like which is like shocking it, yeah uh you know to the folks i was out in nashville uh on a vacation with family and when i arrived i checked into the hotel and as i usually do i went straight to the hotel bar just hanging out with the bartender like you know what are some good restaurants to check out you know where should i go what should i do and then some folks uh sitting at the bar were like i know that voice have you heard of the ruthless podcast and i was like wow <laughs> we have that many listeners yeah no it's awesome you know the thing that i i, I like the most about it and I, it I, it's tough because our show isn't accessible like like we have so much lore right mm-hmm. like like our show is getting pretty deep into the lore really and yeah. everything you know and uh, what i like about it is when you do meet somebody on the road they're like they're bought into it and they they just they appreciate a lot about well like, they get the, it the games and st- you know what i mean well they get they're part of the family right. they're part of and the that's, family that's the thing that, that the listeners are all i mean look we're all doing this and we sit around and have the time of our lives doing it but honestly the extension of that the reason we do it is because of all of you and and it is like a large community right we all feel like friends every time we do a road show it feels like your old home week with people you've never met before yep. right you know, and right. that, that's it's, just like it, the coolest it, it, thing. And the, the number of emails we get from people just cold yeah. is stunning. The, I, I'm gonna, I'll save it for for next week. But we got an email from a guy, the in guy Cincinnati. in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's what so a great good. guy. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll read it next week. But uh, but we've just we we just get these over and over and over again. It just makes it. What are you gonna fuck it up? You don't know what it said. Oh, you want me to read it? I think you should yeah. read it. Pull it up. Okay. Let's I mean, pull it, it up right now. It's like you can't like. CTs a uh, a letter. Pull it up without without bringing it up. But you also don't want to make, mischaracterize. No, right? No, no. Because this this is this is an incredible letter. This is. Um, let me just read this to you now. I'm a Cincinnati local writing to say thanks to you and the fellow hosts on the Ruthless Variety program for all the laughs over the past few years. I wanted to let you know that the show has taken on an even more special place in my life this year. My son started high school, go Bombers, so that means he goes to St. X in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, he said he and his, my son and I started uh, listening this fall, and he and I are together in the car in the mornings and the afternoons. I started playing Ruthless during our drives, and slowly but surely he started to take out his AirPods, listen, and eventually ask questions or just laugh out loud. This morning we got into the car and he says, Hey, Dad, it's Thursday. It's Ruthless Day. He even texted me later in the day to comment on King of the Hill. And uh, the guy posted a picture of the text chain. with. Dude, his, he's got a his, screenshot. His, yeah, his boy here. So good. And and his son writes, Bro, King of the Hill on Ruthless is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. It's just so great. He's, he's, That's the best. He says, I hope you take as much joy as I do in the fact that you're helping provide a conservative voice for the next generation and combat anything kids might accidentally hear from the august institution called the Fourth Estate. <laughs> but just as importantly, you're helping a dad connect with his teenager, which is never an easy thing. I mean, I got to tell you, like... um, we do this because we love it, because we love each other, because we love our audience. You hear something like that, and it's like, man, it just gives you so much fuel. It's great. Yep. So much. It's like pouring gas on the fire. We're going to do more. We're going to do video soon. More we're events. on the road a lot yeah. this we're, year. The, yep. the only reason that we're just escalating is letters like that. Yeah. Well, Bingo. that's that's Nick in Cincinnati, and Nick, we just can't thank you enough for listening. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's talk about Biden docs, fellas. Yes. These, There's more. There's even more. These son of a bitches turning up everywhere. <laughs> uh, 
CNBC reports that FBI searching Biden home in Rehoboth, Delaware in classified documents probe. FBI agents on Wednesday are searching Rehoboth, Delaware, beach home of President Joe Biden, as a part of an, of an investigation into previous discovery of classified documents and other locations connected to the president, his personal lawyer said. Uh, okay. So now, now they're at the vacation home. Yeah. They got him in the garage. They got him in the office. They got I just, lo- the- I just love the idea of a bunch of FBI agents like tooling around Rehoboth and in, in bicycles, <laughs> like trying to find documents. But, but dude, it's 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 January. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's ever been a more miserable time, terrible to be, to be there. Right? Terrible. Like you don't even get uh, uh, what's in Rehoboth, like a good bar in Rehoboth. I don't know. Hollywood Hen would know. Hollywood Hen would know. But but it, it, like in the summer, it's a fun time. Oh, yeah. Great time. Uh, in the winter, I got to imagine it's terrible. So these guys are like rummaging around, finding mothballs. I just think it's cool. And like old sweaters. And, and, this is and the then thing. all of a sudden so, they're like, oh, it's a classified document. It, it's important to <laughs> note that a, a couple things. First off, first it was the, Biden, the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., which we've seen receives millions and millions of dollars from China. Yep. That classified documents, and they had the search happen there. Then it was at the Biden personal home, you know, his his residence in Delaware, and he was like, "Oh, it's just you know in the garage next to the vet That's in the totally Corvette." Cool. Now they're searching also the beach house. It's like this is the most careless individual to begin with. Number one, multiple locations, but also the fact that, uh, and it said here that uh, agents took uh, uh, materials related to his time as vice president. We're talking about like years and years and years god knows where these things have been sitting who all saw them who had access to it and and that you know this administration has tried stonewalling like you know uh corinne jean pierre got in trouble for saying factually that like oh yes no more documents no more materials are going to be found how do you pronounce her name uh yeah yeah corinne jean pierre yeah (laughs) Yeah, there you go thank you And, and and she told the american people that no more documents are going to be found that was a lie that who, was a who, lie. Who runs the Who runs the FBI at this point? Like, what do you mean, Ray? I, well, all I'm saying is like, <laughs> well, well, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. All I'm saying is, two weeks ago we had this conversation, and I was adamant about the fact that the call was coming from the inside of the house. Yeah, you think Mayor Pete's running the FBI? I guess is I don't what, know. <laughs> I don't, dude. I don't know. All, all I'm saying is. The FBI is is running around like the Keystone cops. You know, I want to play the piano music from the silent movie era. And they're just running around from Rehoboth to Delaware to the Penn Center finding documents. This isn't something generally that gets publicized the way that it is unless somebody wants it to be publicized this way. No, it's a fair That's point. That's my opinion. Well, and, 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 and. Yeah. There's an important wrinkle to this, right? Which is Biden's personal lawyer, Bob Bauer, previously said that the president's lawyers searched the Rehoboth home uh, and the Washington residence on January 11th. Yeah. Why are they searching mm. it again? Hmm. That's interesting. Why, Why is are it they publicized? searching it again? Why is it out there? I was told that investigations can't be publicized because right. they're part of an ongoing mm-hmm. investigation. We can't comment. Yeah. Right. And and I did but the thing is is that I didn't see any like photo spread from these FBI agents of laying out the documents. That's true. And and taking photos and being 
Oh my gosh, look at this. You don't see that helicopters flying you around. You also, you also New York Times spreads. Yeah, yeah, you also haven't seen leaked stories in mainstream media about the potential contents of maybe it was yeah. nuclear code. I mean, how insane was that? How insane was that? They were like, oh, President Trump may have the fucking nukes sitting it, in Mar-a-Lago. It, it was like, but it was like Iran stuff too. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was what they alleged. I mean, who knows? That's the thing is, that it was confirmed true. that some of the uh, confidential uh, top secret stuff that they found that Biden had, it's confirmed that some of it was about Iran. Hmm. I mean, and so Hunter Biden's just like you know hitting the rock, but, being but like, ah, us, I wonder what Iran's nuclear programs look but like. But none of us days. know like the context. I mean, is this part of the Iran deal, or is this something that was part of his Senate years? Hmm. I mean, that's the problem with this whole thing with Biden is that you've got like twenty years of documents hmm. that you're dealing with. Like with Trump, it was like yeah, it was whatever it was in his office when he moved out. Yeah, three months ago, right? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But but like these guys, they've got anybody's guess as to what it is that we've got yeah. that we're dealing with here. So but this is like, here's another thing that adds context to this. FBI searched, this is according to CBS News, CBS News, the old Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> <laughs> Same place it was when it started. <laughs> FBI searched the Penn Center in mid-November. Hmm. Oh, interesting, right? Because we didn't know any of that. Uh, the FBI searched the Penn-Biden Center offices in mid-November, according to two sources familiar with the investigation. So, guys, look, I understand if you're a listener and you're listening to this and you're like, documents, documents, like, who cares? It, uh, there's there's too much info and too much, like, scatter shot of yeah. what they... But, but this is important <clears throat> because recall that... All of this was disclosed because the the Biden lawyers did a self-search, mm-hmm. right? They did a self-search of his home and found some things. And it's important on November 2nd, self, on November it, 2nd before the election. And, right. did, and did a self-search in in these offices. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got six six items. Well, that's the funniest part. And Smug, Smug is mentioning it here. But like... The lead says mid-November, and I know they went back and they found more documents, all this sort of stuff, but 10, from the article, 10 documents marked classified there on November 2. Second. Mm-hmm. Two. Second. Pre-election. Pre-election. Right. And that never came out. Never came out. Boy, oh, boy. Bye, oh, boy. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, for sake of conversation, I think that we all know that it's not like the FBI heard November second, so they rushed there on the same day, right? The, this is a giant mm, organization with that's a lot a really of bureaucracy, good. a lot of a lot of boxes to check before you do something like search the president of the United States. Right. This is something that probably was at least suspected weeks before the election. Weeks? Well, you don't get. That's the thing. You don't. It, you, what you just you, put your it, finger it, on is the most important. It doesn't point. just happen like it's pr- like pressing retweet. Right. This is this is a this is a process. I will guarantee you, guarantee you, when the White House and Joe Biden went out full throat against Donald Trump in the raid of Mar-a-Lago, he did the sixty-minute special where he was saying like, you "Oh, know, this is so irresponsible." It, uh, it's like How a, could it's you do the this? worst possible thing you could ever do. I can't believe you could do this. I guarantee that's the moment that they did a little self-inventory. Right. Mm. They're like, you know, let's do a little self-diagnosis here. Let's make What's sure. Our, let's do a little uh, vulnerability study <laughs> <laughs> on ourselves. Right. And 
we but but yet to your point, Ashbrook, we don't find anything about this until post election. No, exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? So all of this vulnerabilities, I mean, who knows when these guys found these things? I, I, I trust their timeline not a minute. No. The FBI, I think, probably has to catalog these things, mm-hmm. and so their timeline is probably definitive, but the gap between the president hiring lawyers, mm-hmm. White House counsel understanding they have a problem, and then ultimately informing DOJ and FBI is a significant thing here. I would really love Jamie Comer to figure that out. I feel like that is something to figure out. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's the man for the job. Yes. House Republicans really need to go hard in the paint on this. This administration has been so reckless, has answered to no one, and I, I think the time has finally come. We've got a majority in the House. This president and the lawlessness of the Bidens in general needs to be investigated completely. My favorite caveat that every one of these corporate media outlets have, and like, look, Catherine Herridge is over at CBS. She yeah. used to be at Fox. She's a serious reporter. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't screw around with Catherine Herridge. Like, she's going to give you exactly what it is. But I guarantee you that this line in that story is a total editor's note. Two sources told CBS News the search was conducted with the cooperation of Biden's representative. <laughs> yeah. In, at their insistence. Yeah. <laughs> what I would like yeah. is more color. At yeah. some point in this process, I want to know, were these documents sitting under a box of unused business cards that said Hunter Biden's name on them? Mm-hmm. I want to know all of the color that we could possibly get about what was in the garage. Were they were were these in were these in cabinets in his house? Were they sitting behind a box of Cheez-Its? Like I want all of the color because you know they're gonna give us all the color on Trump. We deserve all the color well, on Biden. Let's just hypothetically say. What if, what if one of these documents deals with classified information dealing with Ukraine? Yep. At the same time, the president's son is entered into a multi-million dollar contract with Burisma mm-hmm. simultaneously. And, and we had just gotten reports confirming that Joe Biden had met with clients of Hunter Biden, contrary mm-hmm. to what they had said during the election. Yeah, are we just going to blow through that, by the way? That's the thing. How come nobody's talking about that? that All was of like these roads, one, they lead to the same place. That was the one like story that showed up in a couple of conservative publications that nobody's talked about. The fact that the president of the United States was on the campaign trail who said he never, never, quote, unquote, never met with a single person dealing with Hunter Biden's businesses. And that was a lie. And that was a lie. And and we've gotten confirmation that uh, he met with them. We know that he had a key to the office. Uh, we know for a fact that Hunter Biden had gotten taxpayer-funded trips on Air Force One when Joe Biden, as vice president, would visit these foreign countries. And then he would hop off the plane and go try to, you know, make some money off of essentially offering access to the vice president of the United States. All this, all this needs to be investigated because this is a situation just like, you know, with Whitewater and the Clintons where it's like, yes, they were up to some sketchy dealings. But once you actually had investigators get into there and start looking around, they found a million other crooked things that were going so on. So what you're saying is that he told voters one thing when the exact opposite was true. Liar. Bingo. <laughs> There's yeah. the soundboard. That, that's a soundboard. I like, I like soundboard. I feel like we can get uh, more involved. Along the lines of what is Joe Biden hiding, we got more Biden news. The White House pressed on Biden physical exam after blowing past January deadline. Oh, boy. Uh, this oh is from boy. the Washington Examiner. It says President Joe Biden is traveling the country but to tout his record and raise money. 
before a likely 2024 re-election announcement after his State of the Union address next month. But amid Biden's own classified documents controversy, the White House is being pressed to also be transparent about the president's health. Since the older commander-in-chief would be 82 at his second inauguration <laughs> should he secure another term next mm. year. Uh, Biden's 2022 physical examination slipping into 2023. Uh, it, oh, I... I the examiner's taking this tack has provided Republicans with more opportunities to criticize him for his agent. Oh, uh, Republicans pounce. Yeah. Republicans pounce. I mean, come on, pounce. examiner. Come yeah. on, examiner. Yeah, no, because 82 isn't something you ask questions right. about. And, right? be, and because his Democrat rivals aren't going to criticize him behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it, you, w- what's wrong with saying slipping into 2023 has provided his Democrat rivals with things to say on the cocktail circuit? It says here that uh, the president disclosed his last physical on November 19th, 2021. I mean, that guy by the day, you can tell, is losing it more than the day before. It's obvious the guy has some sort of mental decline. I mean, that that is clear to anybody who has eyes and ears. I, I, I just can't. I honestly, I can't understand how we exist in a society with Twitter and Facebook and, and 24-7 news and the clips of him talking and people are like, no, it's a stutter. Yeah. That was the thing that they said on the campaign trail. Yeah. It's clearly not true. Just just based on the way that he delivers his remarks. Well, the guy doesn't, he has no understanding. He loses his memory. He he cannot recall facts. He lies constantly. Lies. Like true, like, like lies lies on purpose or lies because he literally doesn't know his last lie well you remember the one he was like yeah we got that student loan thing yeah because the congress passed yeah. it yeah and it was like no it was no it was an executive order. order he had no clue that he like it's signed. pretty big distinction you would think somebody who was a competent executive had donald trump it, or george bush said that right it w- we would still be talking we had to it. make we had to make donald trump draw a clock and this guy has a, like <laughs> right, some probably, sort of degenerative right, brain disease, right. and we're gonna sit here and talk about like how normal his uh, blood pressure is. That's it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. They had they had they had White House yes, press Duncan. conference meetings where they're like, Donald Trump, do you take Rogaine? <laughs> oh, because of your hair? And it's like. We have a president of the United States whose brain is melting in front of us, and we're not even going to talk about the obvious. <laughs> Fuck like me. It's, it's not a stutter when after no. he speaks, a staffer has to run over, grab him, and lead him. Dude, it's not stuttering. Plus bracket, man. He's just not there. 100% not there. And I would just, I pray every day that they actually hitch their wagon to this guy, and they're like, yeah, he's going to do it again in 2024. <laughs> and he has to run a real campaign, not him sitting in the basement because of COVID. And he has to like actually go out there and shake fucking hands. Because when he had to do it in Iowa, he said the guy was fat, and he challenged the guy to a push-up contest. <laughs> the guy is a fucking lunatic, yeah. and he's losing his brain. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If he has to run a real campaign, this is over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look, I, I think that they have some concerns. Yeah, they do, which is why my whole argument here two weeks ago was they're doing it. Yeah. The calls coming from the inside of the house, all this shit on the documents is coming from Mayor Pete or Kamala or whoever. This isn't coming from Republicans. It's not. You can't get it printed. Although I will say the Catherine Harridge thing notwithstanding, that Correct. lady is well sourced yes. in in deeply into she's a serious serious person she is a serious person when she reports something i believe it yeah this um, this i also wanted to go over we brought up uh hunter biden it says uh w- you know where's hunter 
Hunter Biden's allies weigh legal defense fund for President Sun. Tight. Uh, this says here, Hunter Biden's allies have held initial discussions about creating a legal defense fund to pay for a growing team of attorneys that's helping him confront both a years-long federal tax investigation and a new host of congressional inquiries. Here's the thing is, that guy has a scam where he's essentially selling paintings that mm -hmm. look like absolute trash for millions of dollars, and now he needs more money? Like, this is... Uh, he, number one, he's not even trying to pay child support to the child that he had uh, with a stripper that Joe Biden refuses to acknowledge as a child will never count among his let's grandchildren. Go, and let's like, go. And like the, 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 the child and the mother are like under constant threat uh, from, from some like angry ex or something threatening his life. And Joe Biden has said, no, no protection. Dude, for they're suing so that the kid can't take the last name Biden. I mean, this is so messed up. Hunter has money for all that, but he does not have money for his own legal defense. I mean, the rackets... The Biden family. I mean, imagine I, being the guy. They might even beat the Clintons. At I wanted. Rackets. I wanted the guy that cuts the first check to that outfit. Yeah. Right. It's like, yes, this makes sense. It's probably Barista. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. There are a lot of people who have a lot to lose if this guy fucking goes to the pen yeah well it's gonna they, be burisma if they if they open up the kimono too large all of a sudden you're gonna see right oh we've already seen yeah. <laughs> we've already seen <laughs> the kimono's been open with the feet in and the feet and the feet and the you know and and here it, it's, this is also it says speaking of dems kids maxine waters paid her daughter one hundred ninety-two thousand dollars in campaign funds during the 2022 cycle Awesome. This is from Fox News, California Democrat. Just Rapid imagine. I mean, this, I mean, that's insane. $192,000. Well, it falls into the category of things that if Republicans did it, mm -hmm. it's like here here you've got a, a ranking member, a senior Democrat who is like set financial policy for the Democratic side for a long time. And it appears like she's used her campaign vehicle in a non-competitive district, by the way. Right. So it's not like you're, you're hiring the best and brightest. Like right. You, basically, if you threw up one billboard, the campaign's over. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is not like she's gonna lose. <laughs> this gets even better. But so, 192 grand for the daughter. We just need we like this is on a razor's edge. Uh, we need the best and brightest. I have to pay my daughter. She needs to be involved. <laughs> But listen to this. Listen to this racket they have going on. It says Karen Waters pocketed one hundred ninety-two thousand dollars from her mother's campaign to keep her quote slate mailer operation afloat between January twenty-first or January twenty twenty-one and December twenty twenty-two. Slate Fox, mailer. Uh, FEC commission filing what, what show. You, you it says this? the setup involves outside campaigns paying Waters's campaign to appear on the slate mailers or endorsement mailers sent out to constituents in the Los Angeles area, like Dems. Their kids just making money off their name is it's insane. <laughs> They're basically just like sell she, she's selling her mother's name for an endorsement. All right, she she won she won her last race seventy three point nine percent to to twenty six point one. We need two hundred grand to go to the daughter. There's no way we can get over the top without it. And you know what's the most important thing we can talk about here? Slate mailers. Yeah. If you don't have the slate mailer, you're not the slates. If you don't get the slate mailer, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, I know. If you if you're not on the slates, <laughs> we're not going to win. I mean, what what a racket! What a racket! Incredible. incredible. Totally incredible. All right. So you want some uh, animal news? Yeah. Always. So um, you guys have been following this Dallas monkey? No. What, what situation? Happened? What happened? Well, this this zoo mm -hmm. in Dallas. Has had some some mysterious things happen. Okay, some monkey business. <laughs> monkey business. There we go. In the monkey business. That's exactly right. So, um, 
what's happened is, and this is according to The Guardian, missing Dallas zoo monkeys recovered after incidents uh, that uh, they're still puzzling mm-hmm. authorities. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they're basically monkeys were stolen mm. from this zoo. And like it occurred to me because of past segments, yeah, we'd evaluated the 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 value of these monkeys, and they're pretty expensive. So well, like these monkeys are actually like people are stealing monkeys from the zoo. So they're they're kidnapping them to sell them on the black market. Is well, that is that the well? In, let me let me go through here. It's, it says there's some puzzling happenings as you alluded to a dead vulture, yep, an escaped clouded leopard mm. all of the same zoo and a damaged monkey cage yeah the monkeys might be behind all of it so yeah. that's the question right is it are people trying to steal these monkeys yeah or are the monkeys wreaking havoc yeah this is such a okay just i'm reading through this outline that mcdaniel put together and this is the most insane story it says uh this is from the dallas morning <laughs> news uh, police said Tuesday evening that they received a tip the monkeys might be in an abandoned home in Lancaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. The monkeys are running an operation out there's there. No, there's no such thing what as is, an abandoned home. They took it. What is going on They here? took it. That's, guys, guys. To point. You, yeah. To he, your point. Everybody. And here's the thing. When if the, you haven't heard us before, hear us now. He's, <laughs> a hog killed the butcher. A dog killed its owner. Head on a swivel. Monkeys <laughs> took over a home, killed the owner's. And are now running it. They left the zoo. <laughs> and these are domestic news. I don't know if you they killed them. I don't know if they killed them. Ashbrook County body. You, maybe oh, you know it. they killed them. <laughs> they <laughs> disposed of the body. Monkeys are not dumb animals. And, and that's the thing is, so when the police showed up, they found the monkeys in a closet. Like the cop, they were trying to hide from the cops. Yes. Absolutely. If you have heard anything we've said, hear this now. <laughs> it's time to take a stand. Do not let animals rise up against people. Okay, PETA is trying to stick up for the animals. Somebody needs to stick up for the people. He's, people for the ethical treatment of people. He's dude. polishing the shotgun. Yeah. Somebody I'm, has to, pal. Do you think that you think a banana pool outside of the zoo would have gotten this done? I'm not sure it's enough. You know, really? And, At this point, I'm not sure it's enough. You need to go up. And here's These the thing. monkeys are serious. So I, I, I'm looking at this article. This sounds like the ending of Goodfellas. It says, last week, a 35-year-old endangered uh, uh, vulture named Pin suspiciously died with an unusual wound. Like, mm-hmm. what did the vulture see that the monkeys were like, okay, vulture's got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. Z- zoo officials mourned the bird's demise and because called it Because the vultures are basically like the drone of the animal right. kingdom. 100%. Right. The monkeys want right. them only to clean up dead bodies. And that's the thing. Is like, the, 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 vultures the vultures know literally where the bodies were. Right. Yeah. They literally know where the bodies were. Yeah. I mean, if it goes dead, I mean, the monkey... Okay, and it goes on. It says, earlier this month, the fencing of the clouded leopard enclosure appeared to have been intentionally cut open, allowing four-year-old Nova to escape before being safely returned. Like, they were obviously trying to do some kind of a diversion. Right. Whatever kind of operation they're running out of that monkey house, God knows. You know, I hope the police get to the bottom of this. So it's it's, it's nobody stealing the monkeys? The monkeys are doing it. I I think it's the monkeys doing it. Yeah, listen, I I don't think... Because that was the first allegation is that people were trying to sell these monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we can risk assuming someone has stolen these monkeys. I think you need to be prepared because the animal kingdom is rising up. and, and, And we have even more animal news, and it's alarming as well. It says, China claims it has cloned three... This is a direct quote. 
Three mutant super cows Ugh. that can pump out 300 tons of milk and plants a herd of 1,000. Yeah, I mean, this. so this is according to the sun. Uh, and it turns out super cows mm-hmm. are, are sort of China's answer to their agricultural deficits. Well, so they have like triple D... <laughs> Trip, they got triple D udders, basically. Jesus well, let's be honest. I can't even. Let's be honest. Like, how are we pumping out so much milk? Three hundred tons. These cows are going to have back problems. I don't even know where to begin. Why would you do this? This is this is inhumane. To this gets this gets this gets even wilder. It says, and they have also selected cows that have high fertility, with China dreaming of creating a herd See? of a thousand of these super cows. These poor cows are going to have lower back problems. Well, the udders are quite attractive, oh from what I understand, God. because the, what he just said. I mean, there's there's a high rep, rep reproduction. It says value. it says Jin Yiping, the scientist lead uh, project, said he took tissues from the cows' ears to reincarnate them as part of this like cloning process. This is like science is so deranged. Like every time you hear about it, it's like, okay, we're gonna like chop up one cow, we're gonna clone it, we're gonna make them bigger, we're gonna have have them produce 300 tons of milk. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I would not want any of this milk. I'd want nothing to do with this. God knows what we'll find out. I mean, shoot, we've had enough issues from- uh, It ain't good. Uh, animal issues it, yeah. from, from, from Wuhan. Right. Can I, can I, before we get into our next story, uh, I want to make note of, first of all, we love all the listeners. We made that that very clear. Uh, but we have listeners all over the place in state legislatures, mm-hmm. in every state across this uh, union. And there was a, a bunch, and I don't even know what the issue is, but Minnesota Democrats are a unique brand of insane. Yeah. Right? I mean, these are the, the, the people who do the Minneapolis stuff. Just the worst like of that. the worst. The worst of the worst. And they're arg- I don't even know what they were arguing for. But they tried to sign to cite science mm. as their proof positive. They would like us to trust the science that you should do super progressive things. Yeah, uh, we had a just an incredible state legislator take to the floor and rebut that. Let's well, I listen. appreciate the data and statistics from PNAS. I don't think <laughs> that anyone has brought up the fact that there were ninety eight confirmed apprehensions just last year in 2022, of persons on the, suspect, on the suspected terrorist watch list. So, so Representative Brindley. Yeah. A penis. Is a, ru- is a ruthless listener. Let's go. And she has properly cited this scientific study uh, as penis. Yeah. It's, and and, and for, for our new listeners, that's the Proceedings of the National Academy <laughs> of Sciences. He wants to make sure we don't. Oh, here we go. He, he's he's worried about go. it for the there families. Yeah, no. Because, I mean, look, big penis, if, if <laughs> left to its own devices, yeah. can become a real problem yeah. in terms of enforcing sort of democratic orthodoxy. Right. Right? So you have to have a check on big penis, yeah. which is what uh, Representative Brindley has done here. It's incredible. Yeah. In the record. In the record. <laughs> In the record. In the record. The program has gotten so strong. They, they, they have probably spent 40 years as an organization being like a, a top-tier organization of uh, scientific study. And I don't know how they say their name, but like we ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely ruined. Oh, so good. Uh, this story I think Duncan planted. This is this is a Duncan plant. Did you see this? I honestly didn't. I didn't plant this. 
Now this was this was McDaniel, and but I I do think that you I'll deserve the right. I will. Okay, I will. Um, Indiana is the place to be, fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headline here from the Wall Street Journal: Trio of Indiana City's top Wall Street Journal Realtor.com housing index. Three Indianapolis or Indiana cities led the Wall Street Journal Realtor.com emerging housing market index in the fourth quarter. Lafayette, Fort Wayne, and Elkhart. I'm honestly, congrats, emerging housing market. So like, <laughs> they've, they've just got houses. They houses just got houses. have begun. You mean you there mean, could be a two-story building sometime in the future? What do you? What, 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 what do you? What do you mean they just got houses? It's an emerging housing market. It's like, hey, we decided we're going to have houses. Like, our, is your is your shout out Indiana? Is your position that they've now like moved off because, the dirt? So here's the thing: is number one, Indianapolis was not mentioned, and as folks <laughs> who've listened to the show for a while know, I've been to Indianapolis. You've not I been- drove through Indianapolis. And it is oh flat. It's like there's, I, I, I swear to you, there's no two-story building as far as I could see. And it makes Duncan mad. But like, this is, the, and you know what, honestly, Because it's for you. so stupid. It's so stupid. Smug, you were on like 365, like like you were around, um, you were on the highway in the donut highway that goes around Indianapolis, which is like. 12 miles from downtown and you stopped at a gas station and you're like and you're like I don't see skyscrapers I could there see, is no city here I could see 12 like, miles and it was just like asphalt that'd be like that'd be like is it just asphalt and broken dreams that'd be like jeez <laughs> oh as dude. far as I could see there was nothing what a oh New Yorker that listen <laughs> listen I, I'm Hoosier proud here yeah. Duncan I, mean, I, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm going to stick Duncan. up. I'm going to stick up for it. It would be the equivalent of you being on 395 in Tyson's Corner or something and being like, "Oh gosh, where is the Washington Monument? Where's Washington D.C.? Oh, I don't see it. There's not any capital here." <laughs> Have you been to Lafayette, Fort Wayne, Elkhart? I bet. I bet they're great. I bet well, they're Fort really Wayne beautiful. is Fort Wayne is the home of uh, Jim Banks, Senate candidate uh, That's right. uh, from a great state of Indiana, who's been on the program. Good friend of the program, actually. Yeah. We talked to him a lot on and off the record and, and lafayette is that's where purdue is and i went to iu so i hate purdue but <laughs> uh you know so could, you're okay talking shit about that uh well you like the state as a whole you're gonna defend it all huh is it still a good town how about south bend like i i hate unc but chapel are you gonna Hill, defend I guess, south I, bend? I, I, I gotta say chapel i'm not Hill's gonna defend town. i'm not i'm not gonna defend lafayette <laughs> okay all right. I just won't do it. It's against, <laughs> it's against my nature. I just won't That's do legit. it. That's legit. I can really respect that. I just that. won't do it. Okay. But I'm happy for them. Yeah. You it's know? a nice market, apparently. It's like it's like you're scrolling on Instagram and an ex-girlfriend had something good happen in her life. And you're like, you know what? I'm happy for her. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, this is... But, sh- but, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, great. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to be like, awesome. You're not going to hit the like? No. Button. No, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Good for you. You know, um, yeah. I'll say this. This is actually sounds like bad news for Lafayette. It says it's attracted home shopping activity <laughs> in the fourth quarter from nearby Chicago, oh boy. as well as New York and Washington, D.C. So it's just my like, oh here come the boy. terrible people. <laughs> oh, boy. Not, not good. Not good. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. You got to protect your home state. It's just, it's just funny that he was on 465 and he like stopped at a gas station. You won't let this go. And he you. was like, I don't see buildings. You won't let this go. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Uh, so in presidential announcement news, and this is kind of a big one, folks. You've heard her name a lot. Nikki Haley is going to announce on February 15th uh, that she is going to be launching a presidential campaign. 
okay? So uh, according to Axios, this is happening in Charleston, South Carolina, according to a a person familiar with her plants. Interesting, right? I mean, so the one thing that I find sort of interesting about the 2024 setup is that you had Trump basically announced in a vacuum when everybody was like, ah, we're not ready yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was a disappointing 2022 for everyone. And he announced and there was just like nothingness for 60 days. And so I, I think what has happened is it has, has caused people to sort of recalculate because traditionally what's happened, I mean, if you look back in like 08, when you had an outgoing presidential uh, Republican president and there was going to be a wide open primary, you had Mitt Romney, Rudy Giuliani, and John McCain get in in like November. Yeah. Right? They were like, I'm in, we're going to change the direction of this party. Um, if you look at like 2012, it was about this time where everybody started to get super pumped up. It was, uh, you know, all that. And 16 was pretty similar. Um, this has been a little bit of a lull yeah shall we say yeah and the serious candidates although making the rounds we heard mike pompeo last uh was it two weeks ago making his rounds there hasn't been a a lot of announcements so nikki haley will presumably be the second serious republican presidential contender in the field yeah the middle of february and look, she's got a she's got a serious resume. I mean, she was governor of, of South Carolina, served in the Trump administration as as at the UN. Uh, she's got foreign policy experience. She's credible as all get out. I don't know very many people who do, don't like her. I think there's uh, she's got a challenge with like the base of the party to try to explain how it is that she is sort of uh, currently situated in a way that she can defend the values of. You know, today's conservative. I'll say this, and this is the same challenge that every Republican is going to be facing is, you know, Trump's the man. He's the king of the hill. You've got to figure out a way because, you know, it doesn't really, it's not. Well, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like your standard open presidential primary where it's like, you know, everyone is squaring up. It's kind of like Trump's defending champion, you know, like uh, your plan has to be less. I feel like. All the questions you're going to get from voters, the only questions you're going to get from the press is you in relation to Trump. Like, how do you plan on being able to beat Trump? How are you going to be able? Yeah, that to will be there. Well, that Trump. will be right. that will be from the the press. But like, I mean, he is the he is the man. He's he's the the king of the hill right 100%. now. But if you look at what Donald Trump's doing right now, he's attacking Ron DeSantis. So, so I guess what I'm saying yeah. is like. Is like, is he really king of the hill because he spends every day attacking Ron DeSantis, a candidate who hasn't announced yet? And I guess I say that to say with this Nikki Haley announcement that we think is going to happen, if if maybe this is the period in time in which like a lot of other candidates come in and say, like, here, now we have a real race because I'm I'm anxious for that moment where we actually like air all the laundry and people make decisions and and we make real arguments and not just like tweets and not just truths and stuff like that, because I don't think that's helpful. I think what's helpful is like everybody being like, all right, I'm throwing my hat in. I'm throwing my hat in. I'm throwing my hat in. Let's get down to it. Yeah. And let's have the real fight we have to have to decide our way forward, whether that's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or whoever it is. It's all sniping now, which I think is so unproductive. All it does is feed more stories that lead to nothing. 
Yeah. So my, my take on it is I think, we're, we're, I mean, we're going to have a primary. You know, to win, you're going to have to defeat your opponents. Like, you know, this is how the, everyone knows this is how primary works. You're right. fighting each other out for it. I think, and I, I think, and I think iron sharpens iron. Like, I, like, yeah. and I've said this from the beginning. Like, I, I, I actually think the chaos is actually good for us. I think people running and being sharp with their arguments is good for us. Yep. Well, I think our I think our voters having to decide which vision that they actually support is good for us. Well, you don't right. want to have a, you feel. don't want to have a meme election, right? Right. You, you want to let's have be actual, no. Let's be specific. Know. I don't know, man. Maybe let's, the meme election would be no. Good. Let's be specific and say this is the things that we're for, and let's have an argument about it. Like that's good. I think honestly, it's I productive. think that's, it's productive. Well, and to the point we were making when Pompeo was on on the program. Yeah. If somebody like that runs for president, all of a sudden you've got a foreign policy aspect. You're not going to get with DeSantis and Trump, which is why, which is why when we had that show and and we were all on this point. But the, the one point that I made to Pompeo was like, if you had a magic wand, what are the three things you do on China? Yeah. Right. Because I really feel like China is a thing that every person who stands on that stage has to have an answer for, because that's the thing in the next ten years that matters the yeah. most. Right. Yeah. And like, if we're all fucking around, being like oh, let's talk about Dominion voting machines in 2020 and not about like yeah, that's confront, not like confronting the number one geopolitical enemy of this country, then we've made a huge mistake. Oh, and, to, well, you can't win. And right. Here's the thing. My advice to, to President Trump is, so I'm, I'm completely fine with him taking shots at anyone he wants to. We're going to have a primary. Yeah. We're going to have a fight. He sees the polling the same way we do. You, go, you, you play the game to win. And, right. And, and I think that's the approach he's taking. Don't but doubt it. What I would do if I were him is... His strongest argument, which no one else on any of these debate stages will be able to have, is, you know, voters try to envision what would this person be like as president. And when I go back and I think about the Trump years, those were some of the best years in this country's history. We we got into fewer conflicts, not more conflicts. The stock market was on fire, fire. Like you look at your returns during those Trump years, your retirement account was looking fantastic. The economy was booming, booming. The only thing it took to be able to slow his momentum was a, a hundred year global pandemic. That's, but that, right. that, 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 that's not his best I think, argument. I think that's what I think ran that's, amuck with. That's not his best argument. Every, Dude was an incredible every, president. Everything you've just said is right. And I think that the hundred year pandemic is where the questions are going to come right. in because he put Fauci in charge <clears throat> of the country. And that's why it's not his best and, argument. What, is his, what his best argument actually is, is that the Republican Party has has made this argument before that we had to find a consensus candidate the guy didn't offend anyone and we 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 made that guy the nominee and his guy his guy Mitt Romney got his doors blown off I won because that was a failure I'm the only one on the stage who's won for a presidential election none of you have done that I understand you've had a lot of success congratulations you all won that because of me that's his argument. If he makes his argument, it's a bad. I think that's a bad. I, I actually think it's a high. It's a better argument. It's a better argument than your argument. The argument that Smug laid out. Well, the one that leads into I, COVID, I, think, I agree, is fraught with peril. Fraught. But but I will say, Republicans won majorities in 2014, and majorities in 2016. And once he became president, they've lost in 18. They've lost in 20. They've lost in 2022. And the, the brand of the Republican Party is still identified with President Trump, and it is a below 50 brand. Don't, right? I, I don't doubt, I so, don't I doubt mean, any of that. I'm just saying what I'm offering in but, that but, argument. But saying that, like, oh, I'm the only one that knows how to win. Actually, if you look at the last six years, you're the only one who's figured out how to lose exclusively. Correct. 
in in all of the subsequent races. But if he was going to, if he's running this race as a candidate who's uniquely qualified, yeah, I don't think he can run it on the last year of his campaign. He can't run it. He can't run it on all of that stuff because it's going to be fraught with all the COVID stuff. He has to say. I won where everyone else lost. I won in the industrial Midwest. Well, it's clear it's clear it's clear that the COVID stuff that you're talking about is hit home because they're starting to try to Because he's back attacking DeSantis and all of that and yeah. it cuts it cuts back on him. Yep. Yep. No question. And that look, that's the biggest piece of this. I know there are a lot of Republicans. We gotta out there. get into it. I can't wait. There's a lot of Republicans out there that are concerned about this field getting too big, bifurcating itself. Yeah. And just sort of like nominating anybody with name ID and a base. And I don't I'm not that concerned at the early stage because I think a lot of arguments that Nikki Haley brings to the table, a lot of arguments that Mike Pompeo right. and, and, and others are going to make are an important part of shaping who our eventual we're going to get serious. Is. We're going to get very yeah. serious. Yeah. And, and also, it's important to remind our listeners that we got on air on the record promises. Yeah. Uh, when when Harmeet and Rana. Both were in the running for for the RNC chairmanship, and 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 Ron ended up uh, Ron McDaniel ended up winning. Both promised Ruthless would be hosting a presidential primary debate, so we will make sure. Because Better this, happen. This is important. Like our show exists basically to give a platform to every Republican in the ring, and there's going to be a bunch in the ring, and and we're going to make sure all of them are heard. Can I start a new precedent here on Ruthless? Yeah, I'm not sure you guys are going to love this or not, but I feel strongly about it. Okay. From the day you announce. If you don't do ruthless within sixty days, we're your enemy. You're dead to us. We're your enemy. Yeah, we're that's gonna a campaign great precedent. Against you, right? Yeah. So Nikki Haley's clock starts on February fifteenth. She's gonna have to come in studio and talk to us. Uh, I think she's perfectly willing to do that. So I'm not like this isn't a threat, but you got for sixty every days. candidate who does that. Uh, you got sixty days. It's it's like on CBS News on Sundays, the sixty minutes clock. It's ticking. Yep, yep. All right, so uh, fellas, it's Thursday. We got to play a game, and that game is King of the Hill. Let's go. Okay, so our defending champion. Yeah, it's it's the it brainworms queen. The brainworms queen. Smug. Who are you bring in today? Matthew Dowd. Matthew Dowd. It's been a long time since, right. since I've heard that name. Let's go ringside. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. It's time for King of the Hill in the red corner, fighting out of his own Twitter account and returning. For a chance to reclaim his crown, Matthew Mailpattern Dowd. And now, in the blue corner, fighting from the Washington Post and current champion of the world, Jennifer Brain Worms Rubin. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's had a good run here recently. She has. She has. She's. Been, I mean, look. She's. She's the queen. She's the queen. And you have the queen. You're the defending champion. You have to go first. Yeah. So she's responding to a tweet from Manu Raju at CNN. That's from Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, told me he hasn't spoken to his committee members yet. 
on moving to any policing bill in the wake of Memphis. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's any law or any training that's going to stop the evil that we saw, quote unquote, from Jim Jordan, the terrible things we saw in the video. Um, very reasonable take. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like facts. Yeah. People do dumb shit and, and there's not a perfect law to stop that all the time. And also the things that were happening were against the law. Yeah. And the people were indicted. Yeah. And they're now going to be prosecuted. They say no justice, no peace. And then justice is happening. Justice is happening. Her response to Manu is, then why have laws against murder? Such a stupid GOP talking point. What? <laughs> what? I got this. I got this. This is even better. Okay. I'll get right to it. Matthew Dowd. Matthew Dowd. It is the. It is not the. It is last day of January. The sad, frustrating, tragic thing is that come the end of February, we will have more mass shootings and more instances of police brutality. GOP leaders are standing in the way of Americans having the freedom to be safe in our daily lives. Number one, he goes full doomer, which is kind of wild. But what's the real kicker here is GOP leaders are standing in the way of Americans having the freedom to be safe in our daily lives. Not Democrats getting every you know left-wing lunatic. They, they got an actual child of terrorists to, to be the law enforcement in San Francisco until they, even San Francisco is like, this guy's too crazy. Yeah, they recalled him. And he, he, he took the whole, he, you know, this line flouts in the face of actually Democrats made murder legal. They made every crime legal in San Francisco. We saw the result of that. And Matthew Dow's like, no, it's the GOP leaders causing this. That's the most wild thing about the, about all of this is like, uh, like Jennifer Rubin, when she started saying that whole bit about we should make murder legal, I didn't know if that was a bit. Why have laws against murder? I didn't even know if that was a bit. Because they actually don't want to enforce any criminal code in this country. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And, and that's a bit. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell when it's a bit. It's at hard this to tell. Point. Like his, his point, Jordan's point, of course, is that you could legislate all of this, but you currently have laws both federally and on the state level right. that explicitly prohibit what we saw in Memphis, which is why these offices are all indicted, right. fired, and likely to be convicted. Right. Right? Right. Uh, but she says, then why have why have laws against murder? Why, why, why do we do that? <laughs> I mean, what a... Wow. And then at this time, Dow tries bringing back... Like, uh, the, the, the traction he's been getting on Twitter has been next to nothing because of his takes been so well. But he tries bringing back, actually, Republicans are trying to defund the police, which is the most absurd take Wait, is this a second ever. tweet? No, it's the same one. He's just making an argument. No, I got He's it. He's allowed to do okay. that. Okay, all right. I'll, He's allowed to I'll do it. Down. I'll stand, stand down. I'll stand down. Stand down. I'll stand down. I'll stand down. Yeah, out of order. I'll respect, I'll respect my counsel. <laughs> um, well, I like both of these. I like them a lot. Um, I like Matthew Dowd's whole thing about how Republicans are actually responsible for all of this. I just... I just don't think it can compete with we shouldn't have laws against murder. <laughs> it just can't. It just it just can't. She is the queen. For that reason, she wins round one. It's just so mind-boggling. <laughs> round two means Smug has to go first. Okay. All right, this is Dowd. Oh, 
This is after his failed bid for lieutenant governor of, of Texas. Hell yeah. Oh, I would be more than happy to debate DeSantis on live TV. And it is DeSantis who hides out and only goes on friendly forums. Okay, the hilarity of that. And then also, I want you to look at the numbers his tweet did. We have evidence. This is over <laughs> almost a week. Over six days. Oh, it's a new tact. What are the, what are the numbers on it's that? It's a new tact. Oh, this is some sad shit. <laughs> what has he got? We haven't. We haven't. This is the new evidence. We haven't. We haven't played the engagement mm. piece before. He has. Oh, fellas. He uh, has one comment. <laughs> he has three likes. Oh, Jesus. And in the view metrics, thirteen people saw it. No. <laughs> One of thirteen. <laughs> A new metric. This, this guy is the ABC <laughs> News political director. Director. <laughs> Sad. Oh. Sad. Well, I think I can beat engagement, which I think is the best argument there. Okay. Um, Jennifer Rubin is tweeting an opinion piece entitled "The Governor Best Positioned." To fill the never Trump lane. Mm. Right? And it's a big picture of Sununu. Big, fat, staring picture of Sununu. You're trying to appeal to the judge and jury. Here's her tweet. The party remains in the grip of MAGA conspiracies, election denial, fake culture wars, and performance politics leaving the most likely alternative to Trump a mini-me imitator. However, there is a narrow opening mm. for someone God. who rejects all of that. And then is introducing John Sununu. <laughs> no, no, not John Sununu. Chris. Oh, yeah. I always forget. Oh, you forgot because he's the Nepo baby. Well, there's like 17 of them up there. Yeah. I don't know who fucking is that. Johnson who was the senator was actually pretty good. Right? And he was doing stuff, real yeah. stuff. He had the balls to run for Senate. This, yeah, this is this is Chris is the one who uh likes to to kiss babies and <laughs> cut ribbons. Cut ribbons and, and like have the least powerful governorship in the world. And then and then and explain to everybody how it is that How he gets things done. That's more things that are being done for the, the people of New Hampshire than anything else. Yeah. Um She's endorsing Jennifer Rubin is endorsing Sununu. Yeah, that is that is nuclear territory. Well, it, it isn't. It isn't. So so it's I, a bit I, predictable. I disagree. I disagree with the Sununu part being the most nuclear part of this. I think the idea <laughs> that the candidate who's going to win the Republican nomination. No, the, gov will, no, the governor. No, I, I, but, I'm but saying, it's, she's very specific because you know what she's talking about. Yes. But the idea that the brand that's going to win <laughs> is the never Trump brand that's going to come out of this primary. I'm not saying it's Trump versus never Trump or, or whatever, whatever. I'm saying the idea that the the the, the somehow Sununu Trump's like yeah. uh, uh, camp for example right 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 that there's right. all these other candidates that are gonna run and they're gonna be like you know what we need is like somebody who's like more against the values of this party I, yeah. what I what I want is somebody who rejects a congressional map yeah that, that, that would make us win Republican seats yeah that's what I need 
that's what when I'm looking deeply inside in a Republican primary voter is somebody who view, gives up before the fight even starts. Yeah, yeah, and attacks his own. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking. for. You just totally sold out for me, and I appreciate that. And for that reason, still the champion, <laughs> Jennifer Rubin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to go. I had to go for the knockout, and I knew that Sununu Smug's would disappointed. Do it. Smug's disappointed. I'm sorry, but I knew Sununu would do it. I knew it. I just, I, you know, I mean, look, a big part of this game is reading the judge and jury. Yeah, I am biased in my it, own ways. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's the way it rolls. One thing I cannot be disappointed with is this episode, gentlemen, absolute banger of an episode, if I may say so myself again thank you so much to the minions thank you to so much to our many listeners so until next time minions keep the faith hold the line and own the libs we'll see you on tuesday stay ruthless